0: So today on the show we've got Dave Gilson. How are you going, Dave?
1: I'm good, thank you. How are you?
0: I'm great, mate. i have just uh, had a really nice day walking out with the park, uh, with the family and the sun soaking up tomorrow oh, rays, having a nice lunch and uh, watching nature and yeah, watching people go past and you know enjoying life, mate. So how about yourself? What have you been doing so far? Um,
1: uh, yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's nine <laughs> mate. So. Previous to this, sleeping really and having a bit of breakfast. Um, But uh, the missus has gone on holiday with the little ones, so I've had a bit of a break, as it were, from from parent duties. Um, So um, I've been cracking on with painting some orcs. Um, It's obviously October. Um, I'm running a third edition painting challenge because I love third edition as well as fourth. and in that I'm painting up, uh, more, uh, sort of older style orcs. Presently it's the old Marauder. Uh, it's the old Marauder orcs, the kind of Eastern flavor, um, orcs oh, that produced. Oh, yeah. uh, Love those models, always have done. Um, just never really got around to painting them and uh, thought now was a good chance to. So I'm doing, it's a 333 point painting challenge. So every month it's 333 points to end up after nine months with, um, with a th- roughly 3000 point force. Um, oh, yeah. And then I'm also going to be doing, um, there's another one being run, um, a fourth edition painting challenge um, that, uh, so I mean, so we're basically painting two armies, <laughs> two, two Orc armies can I add as well. <laughs> one more fourth edition in flavor um, and then one third edition in flavor. So um, the fourth edition will have a lot of red. Um, <laughs> and the 3rd uh, edition one will try and steer away from red as much as it possibly can.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Mate, those those shelves you got there with all those armies on it must be straying under the weight of all that lead because you've got a lot of stuff. Oh,
1: there's a fair bit of stuff there, yeah. I mean, I've been collecting lots and lots of years, and, you know, I mean, my brother discovered uh by miniatures on ebay a long 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 time ago um and quickly um pointed me in that direction um and so a lot of stuff was picked up in those days and that was before before the old hammer boom um i'd always loved the older models um to the newer ones um and so you know i mean especially muscaven the, uh, Kind of, you know, what I'm mostly known for, um, in the old timer community, um, that army most was picked up, you know, for a pound or less a model. Um, you know, you get your zeals for a couple of quid. Um, nowadays, you're lucky to get them for twenty. Yeah. You know, craziness of, of the prices. So. So, yeah, there's a fair bit of lead there, but it wasn't necessarily as expensive to collect as it would have been if I was collecting them now. I still buy a few bits off of eBay here and there to sort of finish off units. But generally speaking, mostly it's the lead pile that I'm just trying to get through that was built up either, you know, at the original time, because I've never really sold anything. Um, you know, a lot of people talk about, you know, when they went to college, they sold their armies, or they, they I never really sold anything. I went to university for about a year and a half and I dropped out for family reasons. I, uh, I, I, try, I had to kind of look after my dad and um, so I never really had that break from it. It was kind of, it was always my escape. It was kind of the Warhammer stuff. So, Um, so, you know, uh, I I never sold my stuff, so I've still got a lot of what I've got. And when we were kids, well, I say kids, teens, you know, uh, me and my brother had kind of a, dare I say, joint collection. He'd probably say, no, it's not. Um, but it was kind of a, we would just buy stuff and play with whatever we played with. Um, and kind of when he moved out, we kind of divided stuff up. Um, some ways fairly, some ways not fairly, <laughs> but we divided stuff up. And so I, I already had a pool of a lot of it anyway, uh, cause we had gone through, and we, we used to like having a lot of diversity in the armies that we had. So, so rather than just collecting one race, we had a bit of everything. So then when it was when it was divided up we had a we each had a bit of everything if you see what I mean so um, they were good starting points and then they could just be added to with eBay purchases and yeah so they, they grown a bit but um it's all good at the moment there's a, there, there should mostly be painted stuff on there and then up in the attic it's um, and in boxes in that room um yeah there's loads of unpainted stuff that still needs uh, at some point possibly <laughs> <laughs> to uh get the paint job working on it
0: okay yeah so with those challenges i mean they're, they're the best way i think for me and probably you, you would agree that absolutely the best motivation to get stuff done aren't they
1: yeah absolutely yeah and you know in the last probably the last 10 years has been my most active painting time when i was a kid i never really painted I didn't feel I was I was up to a high enough standard my brother was better than I was at it so I used to let him paint everything my first army my um that I properly collected was Hiles fourth edition Hiles um and it was just kind of I expected my brother to paint it I was like why aren't you painting it and he was kind of because I'm painting my armies um and then when he went to university he's four years older than me so he went to university I was like Right, well, these aren't going to get painted then. I better start painting, um, and you know, I I think that was probably round about the time Rick Priestley posted an article in White Dwarf about painting highels, um, and he talked about his his high off Lord Teflon on a on a uh, dragon, <laughs> and so I kind of mimicked that painting style to an extent um not totally because he had like bright red gloves and boots and it was like i'm not not having them (laughs) i've always been my my painting style has always been quite um drab and sedate i'm not one for loads and loads of bright colors um partially due to painting scavenite (laughs) but yeah so that's when i when i really got into painting as well um, when i painted kind of started painting my high holes. That took me a long time to get through the and I've never really, I went back a little while ago and, start, and started repainting them, but I've never really painted them properly. So that's that's another target for one of these years of painting challenges. I, I need to get my high done properly. Um, that, that's that's quite a big one for me to get done.
0: I'm with you there, mate, because I, I started mine and I just never got around to finishing. You probably saw the photos on the Fourth Edition Facebook group. Um, it,
1: yeah, yeah it, lovely yeah it by the way. Lovely. momentum
0: was there. Momentum, there, the the will and the heart was in it. But then something happened. I don't know what happened, and I had to stop and do something else. So uh, probably because I'm studying at the moment, that's probably why I had to stop yeah. and just do that.
1: Burn burnout. From- yeah, when you're studying, it's easy to get burnout, and and that's probably you know the the biggest blocker to us getting armies finished is is you know life does come along and get in the way. You know, it's very, very convenient of life. <laughs> but, you know. have <laughs> new life? Yeah, damn it. And if I didn't have a life, I could get through these a lot quicker. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I, I think probably my most prolific painting period actually was, was once I was finally settled down, you know, and I wasn't, you know, out till all hours in clubs and bars and whatnot and all that sort of thing. And, and finally, when I settled down, I like get around to painting, yeah, and I've churned through since then I've, I've I have I said I did my Skaven, that took quite a while. Um so I was kind of started again from scratch with them. In fact that is an army I did sell. I did sell Skaven. Um but it was only the those um the the first multi-part plastic Skaven and a bunch of Black Tree design that I put together as an army and I sold that army. And then that's what funded the um, current Jez Goodwin um, Skaven. And that's when I was buying them up for like a pound or so on, uh, after selling those, that's when I went in and started buying them for a pound, a couple of pound a time um, with the money I got from that sale. Right. So yeah, but since then I've done a Skaven, I've done High Elves, two Dwarf Armies now, um, Undead, empire and i'm working on a fair bit of chaos here and there um and i'm also I'm working on Orcs awesome and goblins at the moment
0: so yeah nice mate that's excellent and can you remember the first white dwarf you ever bought
1: first one i bought personally hmm.
0: you're back in time dave
1: yeah well it's actually a little bit misleading because yes it, but it wasn't a current issue at the time when i bought it Right. Okay. Um, Okay, When me and sort of my brother, because he was four years old, and he was earning more money than I was um, at that kind of age. We both had paper ads, but he was work. He had second job as well, Um, and he uh, he bought White Dwarf kind of on and off, irregularly um, during sort of kind of pre fourth, and then. And then I went up to the news newsagent, um, went up to the news agent local to us, because I used to get the Transformers comic every week, UK Transformers comic, fantastic comic, can I say, much better than the US version. Um, that's a story for another day, because <laughs> i talked for hours about that. Um, but yeah, so I went up to the newsagent to get the Transformers comic, and... I was just checking the shelves because do the he, he kept my was quite behind us because it was ordered behind the counter but i always check the shelves to see if there was anything there that took the eye. And there was an issue about dwarf there um, and that was kind of well what's that and that was that was uh, I've got it here actually funny enough uh, issue 153 and that was the prelude to fourth edition being released. It was a preview issue it wasn't released with that issue it was released with the next issue um, but that was there but I did not have the money for it so my brother had to buy that issue as well I'm getting to where I bought my first issue in a minute <laughs> don't worry I promise <laughs> we, uh, so, so we bought that one and our minds were blown because suddenly there was after playing with third edition forever long with you know goblins from goblins and orcs from Hero Quest and you know you know, the odd miniatures here or there or non-game version, whatever, whatsoever. Suddenly that was presenting kind of a more unified approach to Warhammer. Um, and, you know, the sheer number of miniatures you got in the box was like, oh, mind-blowing. Um, so, so we ended up buying that, and then we bought, eventually when it came out, um, second edition 40K as well, and Space Marine. So Epic, but it was called Space Marine at the time. Um, and that's what prompted me to buy my first White Dwarf personally, because I went into, into um, once we'd bought Epic, of course, there were loads and loads of other rules that were either in these big box sets that cost you a lot of money for a load of cards, or if you want to use specific armies, there were back issues of White Dwarf all, that they'd printed all the rules in. Mm. So I went back and, and bought a load of back issues of White Dwarf, mainly for the um for the space marine rules so the first one i bought myself was issue hold on uh 144 oh. and 144 is quite uh quite a major issue it's got loads of space marine rules in it but it's also got wayne england's dwarfs and it's got uh carl something i can't remember his name but he was an american chap um he's dark elves in it as well oh, and yes. It's a very good issue. It's a fantastic issue, um yeah. And that was, that was my first, my first purchase. And so, has always been an army I'd like to collect. Too far, I've got a load of them to paint up, but I just haven't got around to it yet. But that's that was that, and the previous issue, like a few issues before that, which we already owned because that was one of the ones my brother did pick up from his trips to games workshop every so often. Um, that showed Wayne England's uh, long beards in that issue. So that's kind of what formed in my head what a dwarf army in Warhammer should look like. Um, so I'm more of the Imperial Dwarf Saxon style look dwarf. Um, personally, I, I like the Marauder stuff that came later, but to me, real Warhammer Dwarfs are Saxon looking and you know they have the tabards um, and chainmail um, suits underneath. So yeah, long winded answer. But yeah. So 144 was my first issue with Dwarf.
0: Nice, mate, that's great. And what was the very first miniature you purchased?
1: Games that's Workshop that's or
0: non-Games yeah, Workshop? Games
1: Workshop
0: metal metal model. Like the first Blister
1: we model. Um First one I purchased. Uh okay. Probably proper games workshop led okay so just after fourth edition was released we decided to split the contents of the box we bought it split the contents of the box I had the plastic high elves, my brother had the plastic goblins um and it was just coming up to Christmas and I went into um games workshop with my mum um and uh the Tyrion Techless has just been released, as well. So, I was, so I badgered my mum. Um, can I get techless? Can I get techless? Can I get techlist? Eventually, yes, she paid half of it with me, so I paid half. She paid half, um, and, I, and it, um, it really stands out in my memory because um, the guy. So, Games Workshop Luton. Games Workshop Luton is a whole story in itself Ganesha, Luton was an insane place where they had a manager for quite a long time he used to jump on the counter and smack people around the head with a broom um i, used got, to, I think i worked there Ganesha, Luton, I yeah. It's just work there. <laughs> Ganesha, Luton got shut down eventually because people were doing drugs in the back room and kids were going oh, in and, doing and doing. Not, not some drugs i mean there's things like marijuana but yeah, but yeah, still yeah. it was not the right kind of things we go going on. So got, but Games Workshop had a whole heap of problems. It was—I was told by one of the managers—he said, "This is where people are sent." You know, when when it's—it's it's, if you're a manager, it's where you're sent at the end of your career.
0: Because right. <laughs> right. when, when <laughs> you I know, was you there, got yeah.
1: one of the company yeah. you sent to manage Games Workshop, Leeton. Um,
0: it was the toughest, toughest place to work in because I had the lowest sales figures. So that all the managers who went there basically failed and got. You
1: know, yeah, or they
0: got sacked
1: or whatever. Um, yeah, it was a yeah, bit of a shambles when I went there. Yeah, <laughs> one of the reasons why I had low sales figures was, and this is why it stands out in my brain this day, because <laughs> my mum had a massive go at the guy behind the counter because he didn't put the he didn't he took the money but didn't put it through the till. So was like? no hey, you put that through the till i know what you had and a real massive go at the guy behind the counter and you said like, yeah yeah okay yeah <laughs> i like, no ready but because cause the, the staff were on the rub <laughs> yeah that's crazy
0: isn't
1: it wow like, it went, yeah we exactly. like- yeah, it yeah, it just it's, it's the local sort of gw to me and it's god so details of that place it's um it was just It it was a dangerous place.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it looked like a dangerous area. I don't, I, you know, I I was only there for a short time. And, um, but the guy who had managed the place was a really nice guy. And I, I yeah, beat him a few times. I can't remember his name, but he had like a massive, uh, forest goblin army. I think he was talking about that. And he looked like a really nice guy, really genuine sort of bloke. But then he got got demoted to like assistant manager and he got shifted to another branch. And then we were like managerless. We had no manager for some time. And, we were just nuts. Like, we'll we turn the music up really loud and the guys will, like, be dancing. Yeah. And it would be, like, we will be That's really No, No one will be doing, like, you know, we would just be stuffing around and just doing whatever mm-hmm. they like. And this guy turned up. He turned up and um, he looked straight at me and he said, uh, he was, like, a scary-looking guy too who's an Irish bloke. And he said, mm-hmm. um, so, uh, I'm the new manager. And, like, we just went, oh, <laughs> 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 okay and he goes if you if you guys don't turn the music down or whatever he said you're all sacked or whatever like he's he basically just yeah. he was like this hard ass sent in by games Workshop yeah, yeah and and we were just <sighs> shitting ourselves mate big time and um he said he said things like if you can't vacuum clean this floor i'll sack you today like if you can't yeah. if you can't take it every single you know paper clip off out of the carpet all this kind of stuff he was like this massive hard ass guy and yeah, uh,
1: and, yeah he basically like a that. big head kicker yeah you know? and, and i mean was, the, yeah yeah the time I, I kind of i used to go in i used to go in like every saturday morning no saturday afternoon sir, I, I used to work during my teens i'd work a um saturday morning job in a shop where i was only like one pound 20 an hour <laughs> <laughs> in the day you know blisters, yeah, like, blisters yeah. cost about four or five pounds so I'd do three hours and still not enough to buy a ballista so I used to buy space instead. Um so I bought a load of Mark VI marine characters. Lovely models and my brother nicked them all. It's git. <laughs> but I used to go in on a Saturday afternoon and there was a the manager at the time was called Droopy and he was an He's the, he was the most sarcastic, nasty, horrible bloke in the world that just treated people like rubbish. Yeah, and he used to jump on the counter and smack people around the head with a broom. I can't yeah. imagine it. It's like a circus, <laughs> isn't it? It? Yeah, <laughs> was like, he was really but we still used to go <laughs> back really all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then he, he got booted out, I think. He got, he got removed, or he left, something or other. And a guy called Ian came in who was it was a, he that might be who you were talking about he's a really nice nice chap um and he, he actually tried to get some sort of semblance of um of uh, calm in the shop but it was very hard to manage that because it was it was just it was an absolute riot that shop but i do remember he, he i took my high hios in with a few of my brothers wood for a, for a game in there um and my, and my brother had painted his widows with a brown base, and he said, "No, you can't. You no, know, you can't use those. You have a goblin green base. They must have a goblin green base." So, so I said, "Okay, fine. I'll, I'll paint them green on the painting table." And he was like, "No, nope, you can't do that. If you're not painting properly, you can't paint a base. There, you got to paint. you' painting miniatures, so so I ended up having to buy a pot of goblin green paint, dip my finger in, and run it around the edge of the base. <laughs> my brother went, then tapped me when I got home. He went, <laughs> "At me, this is the That's most right. shit I've ever heard." <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah,
1: and, and the guy's plate was going to uh, play didn't even turn up.
0: I've got very vague memories of that place, but, yeah, it was an absolute hellhole. Um, Yeah, yeah. I I would imagine anybody who would want to work in in Gainesville, it was just a shambles. Yeah, absolute shambles. Um, But anyhow, uh, yeah, yeah. But whatever happened to those guys, because there was another guy there, I think, yeah, one of the guys who was working with was also a nice, really nice guy, and I think he opted to leave or something, I'm not sure, but he probably wanted to better things after that. Yeah. He was a smart smart kid, but um, yeah, from that, mate, I can't remember much else. I know it was one guy, and I know Barry Leeds, one of the um, former, he was like a multi golden demon winner. He had a lot, a lot of uh, goblins wow. and orcs and stuff. Yeah, apparently he lived pretty close by, and one of the guys who used to come in, an older guy, he used to talk about Barry Leeds, and he used to go to his house and have a look at his entries and stuff, um, which would have been amazing. I never got to meet him, but that guy oh. was dating, like, a 16-year-old girl. There was, like, a big controversy there. And, yeah, it was, he was a bit of a weirdo, and um, yeah. he used to come to all the time. Yeah. And, and, yeah, we had, we had a few characters, but, yeah, that's all I can remember. I know this. I know the manager was, like, always threatening us to... to he was going to sack us if we made one mistake or uh, did things. But, yeah. yeah, it was a funny time.
1: Yeah, yeah we probably get a lot of pressure, to be fair, from uh, higher management because of the, you know underperformance of the store, yeah. so
0: yeah.
1: It's probably under a lot of pressure, but still there's ways and means of doing it. But anyway, that's, that's yeah, sport under the bridge. But yeah, so that was that was kind of my entry into the world as it were and um and and going along going through, during my teens and yeah.
0: What a start. <laughs> did you get hit over the head with with a broom?
1: I didn't, but I'm pretty sure my mate one of our mates did. Um and I think he kind of thought oh, i'm not going back there and, who, and, yeah. and kind of gave up on on the hobby but um yeah it was it, it was just a regular thing he'd do he'd just jump up on the like he'd just stop the music and jump up it was kind of like musical chairs he'd stop music and jump up on the on the car and just smack whichever customer was closest to him what
0: a sadistic piece of you know what yeah yeah he was
1: wow. uh, yeah. you know he you know I said he was always grumpy really? and he had a guy who worked for him called tim who was the complete opposite, it was the nicest guy you could ever meet. Yeah. Um always happy to share advice and painting tips like that. And I always remember he had a he he had a space I don't know if he had a space an army, but he certainly had a space marine he'd carry around with him. Um it was painted in shine in, in metallic purple yeah. that he called the Sonic Pigs. <laughs> yeah, that's my chapter, the Sonic Pigs. <laughs> the space marine, like, in in shining purple armor. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Lovely and now mate like um yeah now, you you talk about third edition because i know you go to the um the bring out your lead event that kind of thing yeah. so you, you share a bit of a love for the you know third and fourth editions yes yeah, um, absolutely how did, you, how did you actually get into gaming was it through your brother
1: yeah um i mean when I, when I was a little kid um my dad used to read the c.s lewis books so that was kind of a doorway into fantasy Um, if you like, I mean, it's looking back now at the books and and what Disney did to them, it's kind of a very tame version of fantasy. Um, but that was a doorway in to begin with. Um, and my brother from there kind of then progressed onto Tolkien. Um, and he, um, I said he's four years older than me, so he, he used to, um, when, once he'd read The Hobbit to himself, he then read it to me as like my bedtime story sort of thing. Um, and he then went on to read The Lord of the Rings. It actually took me a very long time to read Lord of the Rings, um, weirdly, because it shouldn't have. But it, I, I just never got round to it until just before the films uh, were released. Um, I'd started it. I started it. um uh, Probably um probably at some point in my teens, I can't remember when, but I got to be about Tom Bombadil and got so bored of it that I chucked it to one side. Um I mean that's the thing about Lord of the Rings, it's a lovely book, but looking back, there are some very boring bits in it. Um and it there's all that stuff he could have taken out of Lord of the Rings itself and had as a separate books. Um, and kept it a bit more interesting at times. You know, it's beautifully written, and I appreciate it for the way it's written and what it's doing. It's just I'm not sure that it moves the story along some of it as much as is needed. Um, so yeah, so so anyway, it took me a while to read Lord of the Rings, um, and then and then kind of Hero Quest came out, and, and my brother convinced me to buy that, so we bought Hero Quest. Um, and we had a local um, a local shop to us, a game, gaming shop. It was, it was mostly for Napoleonics and that sort of thing, historicals, but he also carried some fantasy things as well. Um, and so we started buying like Grenadier and Ralph Partha figures from there to use playing Quest. like we we expanded it ourselves. We kind of almost did our own advanced Quest, if you like um and that started the whole love of fantasy stuff really kicked it properly in um and I, was it before or after? i can't remember which year what year um your request was released off the top of my head um okay then it was before that then in actual fact my brother picked up third edition because there was a year i i must have been about eight i think one Christmas, when I was about, I must have been about eight, um and my mum, pre- a few years previously, had, for Christmas had bought me Autobots and GoBots because she got confused and thought it was Autobots versus GoBots. And so this year, she decided to make it up to me and bought me a load of Decepticons. She bought me Galvatron and, and the Stunticons <laughs> for Christmas, um, and she bought my brother these two boring books these two hardback boring books. I thought, well actually no, tell a all right, I thought the, I thought the rule it was third edition and I thought the rule book was boring. That's some nice pictures in it, but too many words, right? <laughs> but War wow, always oh my God, that was a beautiful thing. Yeah, it's a beautiful book. Um, uh, And, at the time, there was a cartoon of Treasure Island on telly. Um, and there was a, and the blind pew character was a rat in a, in a um, tabard. And I put that together in my mind with the Paul, beautiful Paul Bonner uh, scaven drawings. Although, although they look totally different, don't to get me wrong. They're, they're, you know, I'm not saying the guy that drew Treasure Island had anywhere near the level of skill that Paul Bonner has. And, uh, you know, he he totally different medium. Anyway, he was drawing for animation. You know, Paul Bonner draws still life. Um, well not still life but still pictures you know um and and that book just well is just i i could look at the pictures and i'd imagine them coming to life and like walking around just uh, i don't know if have you ever seen a cartoon called prince of, well it was a comic actually but it was antonio's cartoon called prince valiant
0: no i can't
1: remember it right now right prince valiant the ending of that basically was um i think it was it was either the ending or the beginning i can't remember which one it was but one of the two title sequences um had images where the guy would would draw a knight or something then his pen would go away and the animation would come in and it'd start moving around and they they'd draw another one and they start moving around, and that's kind of what I saw when I looked through Warhammer Armies. Each of the little bit, like the Stavenstall guy, standing there with his, with his um, two-handed flail, and looking down. I just imagine him like getting up and walking around and things like that. Nothing major, not like big battle scenes. Just to my simple little mind, it was just these things actually gave life to it, better than the, than the actual miniature pictures in uh, the, the rule book. Um, and that's where my love of the Skaven kind of first started because I thought they were the best looking pictures out of all of them. Um, and I, would wanted to Skaven army, once Skaven army, because my brother was playing this game and the only thing I wanted to do was, I wasn't worried about playing the game. I just wanted to have the miniatures of the, the cool looking stuff in, in, in Warhammer armies. Um, and then kind of came to the idea of actually playing the game. And because Skaven were very expensive and we didn't have any really, <clears throat> except for 10 models from uh, the Warhammer Regiment's box set, the fantastic box that you used to be able to get that had like 10, 10 Skaven, 10 Goblins, 10 Orcs, 10 Dwarves, 10 Wood Elves and 10 Dark Elves in it um fantastic so you certainly wouldn't get that for 10 pound these days (laughs) um so so instead i looked at playing with with the undead and i and i had the concept of well if i buy um return the witch lord the hero quest pack there's got loads of undead in it if i cut the bases i'll just use those um that never really materialized because I could never get enough pocket money together to, to actually buy that. Um, and then I started to look at um, dwarfs. Dwarfs became quite a a big thing for me. I said I'd seen the Longbeards and thought, oh I like lo- the lo- look of those. I didn't see the rest of Wayne England's army until afterwards. I'd only seen the long beers, but I really liked the look of them. Um, and so i was like right okay i'm gonna get i'm gonna get a dwarf army and my brother had got a friend who'd started working in games workshop luton at the time as well so he was getting the discount on stuff so i was like right okay so my first plan was these things didn't, didn't come to fruition can i add but anyway, my first plan was right this coming christmas mum can i have four sets of warhammer Regiments, please? So I could have the forty dwarf forty as easily. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she, she didn't go for that. So, it an acronym, so she didn't materialise. Funny enough.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and then, kind of round about the summer, that's when 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 Chris's mate started working in in um, in Gay's workshop. And that summer was, we went away on a holiday to somewhere down the south of England. Um, and uh, I left instructions. I don't know if I'd left any money, but I left instructions with my brother. Can you get your friend to pick up either um, Bugman's Rangers or um, Prince Uther's Imperial Dwarfs? Yeah, 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 I'll sort that out, I'll sort that out. So I phoned him every day whilst I was on a holiday, because he he and my sis, I've got an older sister as well, and they were left behind because they were old enough to stay on their own. I was like, right, have you got them yet? No. Every day, have you got them? No. No, he had no intention <laughs> to get them. Um, he just said yes to get me to shut up before I went on this other day. Um, I think we'd also bought Advanced Hero Quest by then as well, you know, bought a few things, but I hadn't properly started collecting an army yet. Um, and then 4th Edition came along and and we bought the box set and uh, started collecting oils because it was you know the, the models were there and it was easy to do um i you know my birthday isn't far off christmas like my birthday's march so there was a short period between you know christmas just before christmas where we bought the box set and i got techleys, and then my birthday and when it came to my birthday i bought the high off book silverhelms tyrian or was it by Tyrion before that? No, no, I bought Tyrion at that point, and a few box more box set of the plastic stuff, so I could make more sets of arches, and I mean, I must have bought a repeater bolt for her, I think, at that point as well, and and that was it. I was I was then a high off player for, for the majority of the time, but um, in our local shop as well, this the, the guard rings actually. It, it, it's one of those shops used to advertise in the back of white dwarf where they used to take adver- advertising from, um, from minor little shops. Um, and yeah, we, um, we stumbled across a small trove of Skaven models in there. Um, like someone, someone's obviously set off their fledgling Skaven army. So we bought another 10, Warhammer a regiment and all of these were painted as well. So that was cool because it was painted stuff. Um, so we bought a, I think two Rat Ogres or possibly one, I can't remember, but 10 of the Warhammer Regiment Skaven as well. So I now had 20 of those. and I had 20 of the um, Advanced Hero Quest Skaven as well. Um, an assassin, a single yazil that was useful. Um, <laughs> and the Grey Seer. Yeah. Um, and so that kind of became a tiny Skaven army that I could either use uh, on its own or uh, or as an ally contingent um yeah and that's kind of what started me back into scaven. Mm. but for a long while it was high yeah yeah nice uh,
0: so at the recent bring out your lead event you ran a very special scenario can you tell us about that
1: oh uh, yeah um the uh, battle of the east yeah that was loads of fun um it's, it's one of those scenarios i I've wanted to run for ages. I saw it, it was the first time I saw it was published in White Dwarf and it blew my mind. It was just like, this, my concept of what night goblins were, where they were a little bar of an orc goblin army. And then there was this story where there were loads of night goblins in it. And I was like, wow, that's so cool. Um, and they'd also done, they'd also like re-ramped up the characters on the, on both sides as well like there's loads of magic items in that scenario um the two there's two dwarf floors which isn't allowed anyway um, there's two floors and they've got like ridiculous amounts of, of rooms and it was just kind of a different concept to how i'd always played the game but it kind of excited me um so i managed to persuade my mum to um because st- at the time i was still having to run all the kind of purchases I, I was a, in my early teens and i, I had a Mummy made sure I ran everything past them before I went off and bought. I the odd thing here or there, but I wanted both of the Organ Goblin book and the Dwarf book. I wanted them now. So I had to go get permission to buy them, so I went and bought them with the intention I was going to start building the armies for this scenario. I bought them and just that petered out at that point. I just didn't actually get around to it. Um, but I'd always thought, yeah, no, I, I like the idea of the Dwarfs, that scenario, and I always kept my eye on it. And every now and then, I'd buy like a um, one. A few summers after that, I had a I had a um, job working on a market, a comic stall on a market, um, and so the extra money I was earning there, I um, I invested in mail order, um, buying up a load of the dwarfs who need for that scenario um but again i wasn't painting at that point so like they never got painted um and do you know what after saying i'd never sold anything actually no that was another army that i sold off because i wasn't i wasn't doing anything with them and, and i'd always preferred the imperial dwarves so i sold off the dwarfs, which i really regret now um and then kind of didn't anything. And every now and then I'd have the thought of it. Oh, yeah, no, I like that scenario. I like that scenario. And when Boyle started, uh, the very first Boyle that that um, that was run was in Nottingham at the old foundry site. And they, there, there were scenarios being run there. And I thought, oh, I like these scenarios. But they're all in second edition. And I don't really know second edition. Um and as as the as the thing kind of caught on as ball caught on, um I managed to convince one of my mates I used to play years ago um to come along as well, and we played for the first and fourth edition there, and I was hesitant to, because I didn't know how it'd be how it'd be accepted um because prior to that it was third edition second edition first edition, no touch upon fourth or anything after that. Yeah. And that was an ardent thing at the time. There were people there that would spit their dummies out if they thought you were going to try and play something else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you know, that, that's a conversation I another day. That's That's got into how old Hammer came about. And I'm not going to go into that. You're probably better off talking to my brother on that one, to be fair. Um, just to clear something up, by the way. <laughs> Here we go. Um, Gar- um, Garge, love him to bits, but we are two different people. My brother, Chris, is Ernie. He's the one that was running the Cambridge Club and was involved in Old Hammer at the start. And I'm Dave and I'm not. I I got involved kind of round about the start, the the beginning of Boyle. So probably about a few months before the first Boyle was run, that's when I got involved in Old Hammer. So, but he's known online as Ernie rather than Chris, which is what his real name is. And that's from Andrew Roma from the scenario in the, in the uh, third edition uh, Warhammer, but uh, Last Stand. Um, but we kind of get viewed as one entity with the Gilson brothers, and we get viewed as one entity. But yeah, so all the things that got, that got attributed to me, actually, probably most of them, with Chris, so just, just so that he doesn't, you know, uh, <laughs> I think my brother's a little bit put out that my name was used for everything that he had done. <laughs> so, yeah, just to clear that one up. Um, yeah, so anyway, um, where did I get to? Uh, the, yeah, they'd, they'd run a few scenarios, and I tested the water with fourth. The, the year after that, I ran um, the Battle of from Pass. There, no, um, just to see if oh, is there any uptake on this and it wasn't really to be fair it was only me my brother and, and my mate that played it I GM'd it and, but then I thought you know what I don't care if that's all it is that's that's great it's lovely fun to play them and for the next two years I tried unsuccessfully to run Doom Lord, and I just didn't get it done because I, I didn't get the models all painted inside um, and then came the delayed year came the COVID year um, and um, so that kind of was the thought. F- I thought, do you know, I've tried three years to run Lord. I'm not going to try again. I'll, 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 I'll try something else. And that's when I thought, do you know what? There is a third scenario I can try. Um, and I, I revisited, um, yeah, Battle of East Gate. Looked at the eBay prices for Marauder stuff and thought, mm, I've got a little bit of the Marauder stuff, not enough to run it. And then that's when I thought, do you know what? Black tree design is perfect for it. Um, You started your painting challenge, um, Crown of Command, so I thought, you know what, use that to get the dwarfs done. Um, So I spent that year painting up the dwarfs, you know, and and you know, got quite close to fourth edition feel on those. don't get me wrong, you know, the, the better painters would have got closer. Um, but I'm, I'm happy with how close I got. Um, and then realised suddenly I hadn't got the night goblins done. And that was probably about two months to go. I, I figured it into my schedule, but then it just hadn't happened. And I thought, oh crap, I've got two. So so then I furiously painted up um, all the night goblins for it. Um, and. I didn't get around to painting the orcs, so I got my brother to provide the orcs for the scenario. Um, but yeah, when it trundled along, I also was going to build the, all the scenery as well. I, I bought a hot wire, excuse me, I bought a hot wire cutter. I got a load of foam. I thought, right, I'm going to do all the mountains. We're going to do going to do the the, the the I'm going to make a dwarven looking gate. <laughs> yeah, didn't get around to that either. Um, and my brother had said a few months, but this is what calls me about it. Don't mind, there is a massive sibling rivalry between me and my brother. Right. Okay, it's one of the things, if, if you just talk to anyone that goes to Boyle, right, when they see me and my brother playing, it's like we become different people because suddenly the sibling rivalry comes out and we bicker, we argue, yeah. you know, we don't allow even the, in, you know, the inch of what we normally play a game against anyone else. I'd be like, yeah, well, you know, yeah. they're, they're an inch out of their charge. I'd be like, yeah, do it anyway, you know, it's cool. Um, I'm not that fussed. But against him, no, no quarter is given because I've grown up losing to him all the time. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so the, you know, it was a nice little thing. Um, and he'd said to me a few months, about two, three months before we went to boil, he said, should we just use the mighty fortress for this? Went, no, I'm going to build one. I'm going to make one. I was like, I'm not using your bloody stuff. <laughs> and of course, God, about two weeks more, I was like, can we use the mighty fortress? Went, yeah. <laughs> it looked really cool, though. I was really pleased with it. It looked brilliant, mate. Was um, yeah. a fantastic game, yeah. Um, so eventually, you know, we did actually manage to drop up interest other than just... I mean, I, my friend Al didn't actually come to this one. Um, one, one of the annoying things about Boy, and, and don't get me wrong, I love Boy, and I love the fact that, you know, Garge and... and um, you know, the Answers take all the admin out of everything and it's brilliant. And we don't have to wear out a single thing going there. You know, the admins all taken care of. But there is a slight issue that it tends to be at a month end. So anyone that works in finance has an issue with going because month end is a very busy period of work. So, and this one, because it was delayed until October, actually it was a quarter end. So Al, who's, who's in finance, couldn't come along, which was a big pity. Um, but it meant that I was kind of, I was going into it thinking, okay, fine. Me, 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 and Crystal play. It. Me and Ernie will, will just play it together, the pair of us. Um, but then Guard showed showed interest in playing in it, and I was like, oh, that's cool. Um, someone outside of our, our normal kind of of gaming fraternity, as it were. Although, don't be wrong, I've played Guard at other in other events and, and stuff, and you know, he's a good friend. Um, and uh yeah so he jumped on board to play and then we had um a young lad who was walking around um i've got I'm sorry i'm just gonna check his i know it was josh but i'm gonna check his surname uh, to give him a proper name check uh josh reynolds uh was wandering oh, around here Tom thompson yeah yeah, he'd, um, he'd been looking at some of the games. That we, he, he looked, uh, we played a Chaos game. He was kind of, but that was third edition. We played Chaos versus um, Orcs and Goblins, uh, where my brother played a wonderful game with Orcs and Goblins where he didn't move forward. Very <laughs> <laughs> So, Because he actually had the Soul Troops and I didn't. Um, uh, <laughs> so he, he, he looked at this, it, it was in through, what he loved it. He, yeah. he thought... Oh, that's great, and so um, on the Sunday, he was where he had been playing War I think, the day before. That like, and then War wasn't going to run on the Sunday, so he was like, So, and he'd find out they sat on the Saturday. He's like, Oh, can I can I come and play with you guys or on Saturday? And I thought, Yeah, do you know what? I'd love to. I often we often play games with um, myself, my brother, and his boys who are, who are a bit older than my lad because my lad doesn't really get it yet, He's he's not really with it this sort of thing he likes if i take stuff out and start doing a setup he likes getting involved in that but gaming he doesn't it's not not captures his imagination he might never do if he doesn't that's fine but i'd rather it did (laughs) i'll often run games like me and my brother run games with his boys so i don't mind the younger kids getting it's cool it's 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 really nice um and you know we've got to train our next you know generation of gamers we've got someone to play when we get old and our friends stop popping off um so, <laughs> so, so anyway, he him, I mean, he's actually really very quite quite a very good general he really is you know i think he must be round about he can't be older than 13 if, if, if he's that um and he made some really good choices in the scenario that i don't know if i don't know if i'd make now let alone then um so although some, some of his decisions were a bit shaky but you know sometimes some things come with experience of playing with certain troop types um but no it was loads of fun um in the end he had to go halfway through the game um and gosh took over solo command of the orcs at that point orcs and goblins um and we, we did find one major flaw in the scenario though um in that the dwarves can turn up either on either flank or behind the orcs at the gate yeah okay or at the gate and to win the scenario the dwarves have to get more points through the gate than not so you could almost win the game if you turn up behind the orcs and go, turn around and go back through the
0: gate
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> so, so my brother right accepting the fact that I could win this here and now I won't do that and, we'll carry and, I'll, and I'll play as if I couldn't with it by doing that, um, and he carried on, and yeah, no, it was loads of fun. I mean, there, were, there were a few things that were a bit iffy that I allowed as GM, but that's part of the fun of being a GM. Like, um, like, a, uh, strictly speaking, I think things to spend a turn climbing a tower or something like that. But i just went, No, nah, just can't throw so you up at the top straight away. I'm not worried about that, because uh, I've done it for the orc, like, he'd put his orc shaman, uh, Josh put his orc shaman in the tower, and and then when, um, when uh Beligar turned up king Beliegar, he was stood by the tower and chris was like and bear, i've done a little tactical advice here and there for all of them along the way you know nothing major but i put you that you know by the way and bye-bye and, you know so so i didn't find anything wrong in this but he, he was stood by the tower and i don't know what to do with him i've wasted him and i went have you what's on top of that tower he was like the the York stone throw that had been a bit of a menace up till then he went then nicked in. And yeah, that was great. It was, it was really good. Start. Loads of fun. Um, and it's probably that next year, make sure I might run it again. So I'm going to get doom Lord done at last, um, next year. Um, and, uh, my brother wants us to run that one again, but he wants me to get all the marauder Dwarfs for it. Oh, right. Which, which, yeah, I'm like, yeah, Okay um yeah same reason again for this year probably i won't happen for next year either because because the prices are a bit silly still for uh for the marauder dwarfs out there um but yeah probably the most standout moment of the game and you know you you commented on this as well because i I'd put it in the write-up was um guards charged him with uh, with his ball boys who've got a champion with a blade leaping gold so he's got like five attacks and he charged in um, you know, against Slayers, and they, they were a depleted unit anyway, because Scarsing had been blowing them up with his with his with his um, product from a distance. <coughs> and he'd also moved the Demon Slayer out of the unit as well, so they were down to like five models also. So he went charging with his ball boy boys. He "Ah, oh, this is going to be easy." <laughs> And then he went and fluffed all of these, he, rolled, he rolled five ones on his on his on his charge for his ball boy champion with the daily go, which mm-hmm. like no one rolls five ones in one hand, never. Yeah, exactly. Like, Such odds of rolling five sixes, you're not going to do it. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. And he just
1: yeah, completely fluffed it, and all the rest missed as well. Yeah. <laughs> was like, "What is charge? Oh, bugger." <laughs> But he still had a smiley face. There was someone who took a photo. Oh, away. he did! Oh, yeah. um, Playing him is the most amazing experience show we're going to have yeah. because he's the most positive person you're ever going to meet, and he loves doing things like like he'll take the dice, he'll be shaking, and he'll go, "Right, the gods are going to give me five whatevers," and he <laughs> shouts. But he'll shout, yeah. shout out, you know, I'm gonna get this and that and blah, blah, and he's just so so insane to like, yeah. He really is. Top like Um, you know, and, and through those meetings I've made a real good uh, group of friends and so it's almost like yeah, we go to roll some dice and we go to move some models around but part of it's also going out in the evening and having a few beers and having a chat. Um you know, good friends that you know, a few years ago, um, I just kind of threw out there on the off chance. Does anyone fancy, you know, meeting up for a game for my fortieth? Yeah. And people went, yeah, yeah, that sounds quite good. Yeah, yeah, let's let's do that. Let's do that. And it just snowballed, and more and more people were like, yeah, yeah, let's do that. Let's let's get involved. Um, and in fact, that was, funnily enough, the year that we shut down for COVID. So we actually. Um, guards managed to get Foundry to, to host us, which was great as well. So it was like a mini boil. Um, the year though, there was no boil. Um, so it was a massive uh, Empire versus Awesome Goblins game that was just insane. And, I was, and I, was, I was really, really chuffed as well that all these guys that you know usually play third, you know, and, and like the complexity of third, were, were happy to slum it with, <laughs> with a bit of fourth. And it was, it was great. It was, everyone just got in the spirit of it. And, um, no, it was fantastic. Was, biggest game I've ever been. No, actually, no, strictly speaking, it's not the biggest game I've ever been a part of, but it's probably the biggest structured game I've ever been a part of. Like, I've, I've played plenty of games, especially at, at, um, at Boyle, where it's just turn up and plonk on what you've got. And just play, uh, and those games are great as well. Um, but where you got a bit more structure to them, um, then at least they kind of—I don't know—do they run quicker or do they run slower? I don't know. I, I don't know which way I put it. But um, but they're, they're different to just to come along and plonk it on the the, the table game because there's less surprises. <laughs> the plonking on the table games is oh yeah, this happens to be—is it really? I was have to pull out a sword of whatever at the right moment. Yeah. Oh, okay. Whereas obviously if it's written down you can't do that. But um no it, it, loads of fun and that that was a great, 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 great weekend as well. So yeah, Boyle really has the old Hamer community really has developed, you know, in the last little while and it's 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 given me loads of mates and loads of fun and you know i've i've loved it it's reignited my passion really for for the whole thing so yeah boy it was great if you ever if you ever get a chance to turn up number one let me know in advance so i can sort out a decent we'll either run doom lord or e-skate or whatever the case may be um but also i mean i, I think i had you saying uh guys you you want to play some third you want to get some third action in so so we'll sort out a battle for that as well we can do that that's not an issue
0: yeah, I'd love to sample third because it was sort of like one of the games I got into initially after HeroQuest. But I think just due to the complexity of the rules and I just couldn't get my head around it. I had two very intelligent uh, Norwegian guys at my school who took it upon themselves. They were really interested and they were really keen to play because they're like computer gamers and they, they had never seen anything like miniature war games. But they were really into Tolkien and that like kind of stuff. So they were really keen to play it. So they had worked it out. Uh, and we had just one game on my living room floor uh, with just the models that I, I had. I had that Regiments of Renown. I had all those models, all the orcs and that kind of stuff. Mm. And we assembled whatever it was, and they started playing it. I was just like a kind of a spectator. I didn't actually take part. In. I was just sort of looking at what they were doing, and I just enjoyed just watching it. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, that was the only experience I've ever had a third. So I'd love to just, yeah, have someone who knows how to play it and all that kind of thing say, okay, here's your regiment. Here's what you, know, you need to I-
1: I have to say, my knowledge of third isn't great. Yeah. Um, which is one of the reasons I'm doing what I'm doing now. When, and I did a dwarf army a few years back as well. That's what I did my Imperial Wars to try and get the rules learned more. Because um, the plan was to play games in the progress of building up the army. But I didn't get around to playing all that many games. So um, hopefully I'll do a bit more of that this time. But my brother, though you know, uh, again, one of the issues that me and my brother have is we tend to play 3.5. Right. It's kind of this weird amalgam of fourth edition, taking the good bits of fourth edition, the good bits of third edition, and kind of bringing them together, and and almost it's kind of what feels right. Like in the in the third edition game we played at Boyle just now, the Chaos game, we, we, um, we could be bothered with the flying rules the flying rules in third are such a bomb breaker it's right. like you've got different heights right being high and low right you've got different heights and there's acceleration speeds and you have to curve round in you and we yeah. just thought, nah. no, i can't bother with. It. it takes too long so we just played um, well, we played kind of a similar. We did We didn't quite bring in fourth editions. We had no flying high, although I wanted it. Mainstay created demons, and, and he had stone throwers. Um, and, he, and in third, in third edition, artillery is cheap and accurate. Okay, so it's like a lucky cannon. Um, you don't even need to roll for. You just point in the direction you want it to go in, and then you roll for kills. Oh, All really? right. Um, yeah. So they okay. Yes, there's a greater chance than blow. They they what is, they build up heat points? The more heat points you've got, you, then you roll the dice and you have to get below the it's either below or above. I can't remember off the top of my head, but you have to roll the dice and get a certain score against the heat points. Um, so the chance of up you fire them every turn. If you take two cannons and they're like they're like sixty nine points in third editions. So you take two cannons, and fire one each turn. You know you, you avoid that issue. But yeah, so. Yeah, no, we'll sort that out. third edition. Yeah, we'll, we'll sort some games of that out when uh, when you come over. And I'm saying the same to anyone that you know is part of the the fourth ed community and, and anyone really. You know, if if you're coming over and taking a long trip from from anywhere, let us know and we'll try. You know, even if it's not against us, we'll you know we'll, we'll sort out some opponents and so at some games and so some, make sure this table's free because you're coming you're coming so far you know <laughs> you want to get some you, to want dice. Dice.
0: you want to be rolling some dice <laughs> absolutely yeah it'd be good just to be there mate but yeah hopefully in the next couple of years something might be possible let's see how we go um yeah wait till the boys are a little bit older and yeah well, obviously with the money like financial will be like a massive cost to get over yes there. we'll see yeah, how I'll I'll, yeah.
1: massively yeah have you, have, could you could you have you got enough of a community over where you are to to run a mini version
0: i was thinking about it because i was thinking about like people just doing it in their own countries. like i think australia's got like kind of like an old hammer uh day where they run at a particular yeah. event i think maybe they're going to do it at briscon i'm not really sure i need to talk to neville and the guys there who are doing it but they've got something there you the us have an old hammer event uh, they a do few of them yeah. actually yeah because um uh, the jank master was telling me about about that and they have a f- couple of different events in different parts of the US uh so people are doing it in their own sort of regional areas uh wherever they're based i i don't i i would think that it's probably not really possible in japan because of the lack of players but who knows we could we could bridge that gap we could find because i'm sure there's a lot of guys who had, had played the old systems who are now yeah. playing the newer systems or had dropped it all together. And maybe they do have their old collections. They want to dust off and, and start playing again. I don't know. Uh, uh, the reaction so far has been of just pure curiosity. When we play games at this local store and it was before COVID mm-hmm. and people like the Japanese guys come coming and go. wow, you know, like all these lead models and they're all from the fourth edition era. And, you know, they're, they're just more astounded that anybody was is actually mm-hmm. playing these games with guys just laughing at his last time playing like second edition 40k that was, that was just absolutely crazy
1: <laughs> well thought, that maybe, was that's, yeah. <laughs> maybe that's a little nuts yeah maybe i you, do now, you carry on doing that yeah and you yeah. come back for another look that's it would you like to join in yeah and get and go away that way
0: I, th- I think as general people do, they just follow the trends and then they just they go on and, and they move on with the times and they, they pick up the written or, yeah. you know, the more modern stuff. And that's fair enough. I can totally understand it. I was sort of caught in that loop until the end of 5th and I just dropped the whole thing. I, I, I just couldn't be bothered anymore. Um, and I think um, Rick talks about that, Rick Priestley talks about that in the Cast Dice uh, podcast. I don't know if you're familiar with that, but in the, like, the latest that. one... Uh, go and check it out because Rick talks about that and his hatred of what the the uh, the changing of all the editions and he, he was totally against all that and it was more of a sales yeah. thing uh, in the end that sort of dictated. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I, I think that's why he was
1: quite happy to kind of pass the baton to Thomas for sixth. Yeah. I think he'd run that yeah. off by that point. Because, um, yeah. yeah. you know, and, and I'm not trying to bash things at all here, yeah, yeah. but, you know, that's probably, you know, the, certainly there's a, ch- there's a shift between third and fourth that's more commercial, but then the shift between fourth and fifth, you know, the different style of, of, of book, very glossy, very showy. Um, you know, that's, that's definitely um, a shift for marketing purposes. You know, there was, mm. you know, they could have probably done the changes they did for fifth, with an FAQ yeah or uh, you know they didn't really need to do a full That's full true. new edition
0: yeah
1: no they could have just said right okay or just bought a, a slim book maybe and just said right okay these, these are the changes we're gonna write only cast in one phase you know and that sort of thing that uh, whether it needed a whole new edition I don't know um but yeah for me for me fifth was I, I, I played a bit of fifth mainly against myself because my brother was away at university by that point. Um, and I love, I, I say, I love the campaign rules in, in fifth. That's always been a little, I'd love to play some campaigns using that. And I've kind of started campaigns with it, but never, never finished them. Um, but I'll probably play, use those fifth campaign rules in fourth mm. um, and play a fourth campaign with them. And, and the, the campaign packs, my, my brother and I keep talking. About we're going to play them yeah, again. We'll right. probably play them in fourth,
0: mate. They're wonderful. You are really going to play them because I love I love those campaign packs. Um, yeah. I think most of them, or some of them, written by Nigel Stillman. So the Stillman Meister, he's got, he's got his own <laughs> lucky ideas and that kind of thing. He put those. He put his yeah. He put his um, his uh, his heart into those those campaign packs. So they're really wonderful. You should really experience those for sure.
1: Yeah, we we played Idol of Gork back in the day. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Yeah, but that's that's the only one we played. I've I've got Grudge of Drong since and I bought Tears of Aisha as well, We've never got around to playing Tears of Aisha um right. either. Mainly because the frustration about the Dark Elf I, mean, I know a lot of people love the fourth edition Dark Elves. So I, I I know that we do. I'm I personally prefer the the older field Elf. but again that's the same with a lot of my yeah. stuff, you know, let's to be totally honest. <laughs> people yeah, uh, yeah. prefer the third edition and prior models generally um and just the, the that change of the elven horse i wish you know i, I would would probably been a lot more with it with fourth edition dark elves if they'd have actually released those um dark riders yeah but it was it was the, the fifth edition dark riders that just with uh, would, would the I elvis like here yeah, the Elvis like hair and just those horses.
0: I hate those bloody, bloody things, like mate. I horses. they're terrible. Some people absolutely love them, and you know, fair enough. But um, yeah, I can't stand them. I love the Perry, the original Perry horses, they're the best by yeah. far. Uh, and um, yeah, that's an Elven horse. It's a human yes, horse, um, it's an elven horse. <laughs> they're all the yeah, same. exactly. So, well, what's the point? Why does it
1: need to Why does it need to look different? To look different? <laughs> <laughs> they're horses. But, it, it'd, be yeah. like, it'd be like having um, in in Lord of the Rings, with Peter Jackson had um taken what's his name, Shadowfax, and given him some cartoon like appearance in the. Yeah. It's just a horse.
0: Yeah. It was cartoony. I think that's what it was, and and that's what you know. I um, yeah, I I just couldn't couldn't get into it. But anyhow, it's it's some people's what? love, some people's. Yeah. Um, oh, absolutely! You know, and, and that's that's but, one
1: of the yeah. beauties of the hobby. Is is. Yeah different people's take on things. And that's, that's one of the, you know, the things I love about going along to um, Boyle is, is you see everyone's different take on, on, on yeah, a different yeah. army. And, and some of them are wildly different. Like Steve Beals is, um, have you seen Steve Beals' Chaos Ward he's done just this last oh, year? It is just yeah. crazy. This right. uh, Cult of the New Colossus. It's just, it's pure chaos. It's yeah, just nice. everything shoved together in one and just totally different. It's not, it, it's not that irony that chaos became, these are the four powers and these are the troops, these are the, you know, which kind of almost became the least chaosy thing going because it was so well organized. Um, his is just everything on a pl- it's, it's just there. It's, it's just weirdness everywhere like you've got mixed you i've got years of a beast men that have got like little babies in it and stuff like that it's just it's just it's just crazy it's insane just have a look out for it cult of the new colossus okay. just oh my god i don't know, yeah. I want to know. after all
0: <laughs> i'll do it after i've eaten yeah it'll be yeah. Know which oh, one, but yeah, it sounds, sounds really twisted but yeah sounds like a david lynch david lynch nightmare
1: to me yeah absolutely it's and that's exactly where i think his, his inspiration came from it's just oh gosh it's yeah. something to behold
0: or something like out of hellraiser something that's something like that so yeah, yeah it, just, it should, be, just should be it should be like a twisted
1: ball of- totally insane mm. totally insane
0: yeah cool all right i'll we'll have to do that Cool, but, um, but anyway mate thank you very much for coming on dave it's been yeah, a real yes. pleasure to talk to you and we've been trying to get together for ages now i think over I a
1: have. <laughs> yeah these year.
0: ships
1: that ships that don't pass in the night
0: uh, uh, th- please thank your wife <laughs> for going all day so but yeah thank, thank i hope they're, hope they're having a great time and hope you have a good time too mate yeah. okay on yourself yeah, and, yeah as, uh, right. on your own son cool. and and your lonesome, so you can do some hobby and that kind of thing so have a, happy. enjoy the rest of your day mate
1: cool you too cheers all matey right,
0: thank take you care. thanks mate
1: See ya. Bye-bye.